Welcome to the Connecting Place podcast. Here is Pastor Joe Caminetti. Start is all about, hey, where do we start when our backs are up against the wall, when we hit a wall, when we don't know what to do? What do we do so we can escape normal? Normal is a life without God's intervention. So we found out that where we start is with this thing called faith. And faith is what God's given us to make a connection with him. And it's an incredible thing, but faith believes things that it can't see. And there's probably some of you in this room that are like I am. I I am more analytical, and that's my natural bent. So I'm the kind of guy that believes it when I see it. And uh, so when I first heard about faith and I began to study the Bible, I really struggled with this thing called faith and I couldn't figure it out and it just didn't make any sense to me that you could believe something that you don't have and you have to believe it before you have it. I'm like, God, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever and I really struggled through with that and I'm sure there's some people here tonight that you're just like I am and that's been a struggle in your life and I hope that this series has helped you And I'm hoping that tonight and next week will also help you greatly. And there are others, you're new, and this is like, wow, so exciting. And you're you're glad you've been here. You're glad you're here tonight. Then there's some others that you're frustrated because you learned this, you tried it, and maybe it didn't work. Maybe somebody you really love, you had to bury. I've had to bury some people like that. Um, Maybe you prayed and asked God for something. Maybe you had a financial need, and he never came through. Maybe you've had a lot of failures, and you might be sitting here saying, Pastor Joe, I love you. I'm sitting through this series because I love you, but I've given up on this thing called faith, and hopefully I've inspired you over the last several weeks, and hopefully tonight and next week we'll do the same. I want to encourage you to do everything within your power to be back next week for lesson four because I'm going to talk about faith failures, and I'm going to be authentic, transparent, I'm going to share a lot of my faith failures, and I really think I, I think I can really help all of us, because I know I'm at great peace with this thing called faith, and, and I'm looking forward to next week, but tonight's all about helping us connect with heaven when we pray tonight. We'll talk about that. Um, I remember years ago, and these are things that have helped me greatly, uh, and the man that told me this, he told me five years after it happened. So he had walked in it for five years. It, it was really real. And he told me how he visited Believer's Church and how on his first visit I was teaching about faith and prayer. And he came up to be prayed for. And when I, before I prayed, I told people, if it's not instant, just go home thanking God that when I prayed, you received what, what we prayed for. And so he came up. He had chronic back pain. And he had it for 20 years. So he had it 20 years before he visited believers. And uh, so he came up for prayer that night. I prayed for him. He said nothing happened. He didn't feel anything. Nothing happened that he could feel. But he walked away just thanking God that when I prayed for him, he was healed. And he said several days went by. And uh, he said a couple days later, he just realized there was no pain. And he bent over and he did some things. And The pain was gone, and he thought, whoa. And So he waited a few more days, and it didn't come back. And now he's telling me the story five years later, (laughs) and it hadn't come back for five years. 
and then I know another 10 years passed after that and it's not come back. And I love hearing stories like that because God is real and God does want to intervene in our life. And as a church, we exist to see a city connected with God. We exist to see you connected with God. And so people that don't know Christ, we want to introduce them to Christ. People that know Christ, we want to help them connect with God through this thing called faith. So we're, we're looking at a story. It's an incredible story about a woman who had an internal bleeding problem. That's what the Greek scholars tell us, that her problem was she was bleeding internally. And uh, she is a woman that heard about Jesus and she came in contact with Jesus while he was just passing by. Remember, he's with Jairus. He's going from point A to B. Jairus said, my daughter's dying. She's on her deathbed. Would you come pray for her? Jesus said, yeah. So he's just walking. Tens of thousands of people are all around Jesus. They came to see him and they're all touching him. And that's where this event happened. It's a real event that happened in the Bible. So I want to read uh, beginning in verse 25 because I feel like we need to hear this four weeks in a row, this, this story. It, it says, And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no, no better but rather grew worse. So she's becoming weaker and weaker. Um, Scholars tell us she probably was very anemic, very, very weak. She didn't have health care, so she spent all her money. She ran out of money. She went to the best physicians of the day. And doesn't that still happen today? We have incredible physicians today, but aren't there times when they look at us and say, there, there's no more that I can do for you? Or how many of us run into financial situations at time where maybe we made a mistake and caused it? Maybe we didn't. Maybe we lost the job in this economy and we have the problem. And, and we're, we're facing terrible consequences unless God helps and God intervenes. And all of us come to these areas in our life. Maybe you're here and uh, you're dealing with a sin problem where, uh, you know, maybe you're addicted to something that you don't want to be addicted to, but you are addicted to it. Maybe you keep falling with the same thing or it's like a chain and it has you gripped. And when we're in places like that, we're just like this woman. And, and something happened. Listen to what it says in verse 27. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. For she said, if I touch even his clothes, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And, and i like to stop here for a minute and like to make sure we all understand what happened. We heard her story. The Bible says she heard about Jesus. So what did she hear? She heard he was healing. He was raising the dead. He was giving sight to the blind. Uh, the deaf were hearing. Uh, they, she heard these miracles. Paralyzed people were just walking. And so when she heard that he was a healer, she said... If I just touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. So she told him that story, and here's what he said. And he said to her daughter, your faith, your faith, faith is something we have, has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. He, he made a powerful statement to her about her faith. And so in lesson one, 
here's what I emphasize, guys. Mark 5.34, and he said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. And I just wanted you to walk out understanding that your faith can change your fate. And, and we can all agree her fate was changed. She was going to die. She was going to suffer while she died. And in a second, in a moment, her fate was changed. She escaped normal. Where did it start? Where did it happen? With this substance called faith. That's what brought it into her life. And so I wanted you to never forget this incredible truth. Your faith can change your fate. Last week in lesson two, I emphasized this verse, Mark 5, 27, 28. And she, it says she had heard about the reports of Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garments. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And this is what I've already told you about in the story. But I wanted you to walk out with this truth. Jesus, the Jesus you know is the Jesus who shows. Man, we had an incredible time. People came up to me really, really excited after service because, you know, when we took a look that he went into his hometown and they saw him as the carpenter and they said, he's the carpenter's son. We played ball with him. He made us cabinets. I still have those cabinets. He's a good cabinet maker. The Bible says he could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. The Jesus you know is the Jesus who shows. And it's very important that we study the Bible. And I gave you extra scriptures on the PowerPoint, told you you could get it to them on the website or on our, 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 our uh, iPhone app and our iPad app. And you could read them and, and just learn about God and what he said he's promised you, what he said he would do for you in, in your life. And, and so that was lesson number two. I think it's real important for me to say this. I've said it each week, guys. I believe strongly in the sovereignty of God. I, I believe God is God. And what I mean when I say that is God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. That's important to know. You can believe in faith and believe in God's sovereignty. But what's so cool about God and his sovereignty is this. He's made us promises. And he said, this is what I did for you. This is how, this is how I blessed you. And we can use faith to receive the promises. So I like to say it this way. I want to make sure we don't have the mentality, which I had when I was a young Christian, that God is a genie in the lamp and I can make God do whatever I want. He's my errand boy. He's not my errand boy. He's God. And I'm not God. I'm, I'm his kid. But, but, but I'm not deity. I'm not part of the Godhead. And, and we need to have that reverence for him. But what he promised us, we can receive. And, and we, we can pull into our lives, and that's what's so wonderful about this thing called faith. And that's what this woman with the issue of blood did. Now tonight, I, I want to deal with this section. Mark 5, 27 through 29. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. For she said, this is what we're all about tonight, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. She said, if I can touch Justice's clothing, I will be made well. How many of us can agree that's a pretty positive statement? Can, can you, did you notice she didn't say, I hope if I touch his clothes, I'll be made well? She said, if I touch even his clothes, I will be made well. She didn't say if he prays for me even, although she could have. She, Jesus never prayed for her. Thousands of people touched Jesus that, that didn't receive anything from heaven. She touched him and power went out. 
And Jesus said it was her faith. But tonight we want to look at verse 28. This is when her faith was released. She said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. That's incredible. I want to show us how to use this in our everyday life and, and uh, just talk about how to use it tonight when you're prayed for. And, and uh, we'll have some fun with this incredible thing. So I titled this lesson, Start Believing. And I'm using believing in the way of release what you believe. Start believing. And, and, and here's the thought that I want you to leave and remember. Faith believes it has it before you see it. That's, that's, that's important. That's what she did. She said, if I touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. She believed that she touched him, she would be made whole. She believed that when she touched him, healing would happen. And so faith believes it has it before you and I will see it. We have to believe we have it. And I wanted to help you out with just something to look at and remember. And I, I thought of a switch. And, and all of us are familiar with switches. And um, we know how switches work. And we have switches in our home. And, and we know that on one side of that switch is power. We know that electricity is there. But the switch, if you turn it off, what happens? It, it, it causes it to be broken. And the wires on the other side going to lights or wherever they're going no power gets to them. But what you have to do is turn it on. And when you turn it on, you complete the circuit and the power behind can go into the power cord in front and it lights the light. And that's what faith does. Faith is a switch. Now I want you to think about this. Jesus had the power in him to heal every person that touched him, but only one pulled it out. Because she, she turned the switch on, guys. And we want to talk about turning that switch on because that caused the power that was in him to be able to come into her body and make her whole. And everybody else had their switch off. And that power couldn't go in because the switch is you and I releasing faith. And she said, if I can just touch his clothes, I will be made whole. And if you and I can begin to understand this, I believe it changes everything in our lives. And I, I believe you can be releasing faith in everyday life for all kinds of areas of your life. And it's just a powerful thing. And I want you to walk out of here with the attitude, I'm going to keep that switch on in every area of my life, for my kids, for my personal life, for my physical life, for my finances, for every area of my life, I'm going to keep that switch on. And we want to talk about how you turn the switch on. Because that switch, when it's turned on, it absolutely allows God's healing power, God's power of any sort to come into our lives. And so I think one of the best stories in the Bible to talk about the switch is the fig, fig tree story, where Jesus came upon a fig tree and there were no figs, and he said, no man eat fruit from you ever again. He cursed the fig tree. The Bible's real, real meticulous to say, and his disciples heard him. They were right there. He wanted them to hear. And I realize there's, uh, in that story, the fig tree represents Israel and how they're not going to be fruitful because they're going to reject their Messiah. God brings lots of layers into all kinds of scriptures. But we know from what he said the next day, he's also teaching them about faith. And we'll see that in just a moment. So they go on with their day. They go to sleep. 
They wake up the next day, and, and they're walking to the fig tree again, right by it. And Peter notices something. Peter speaks it out. So let's look at Mark 11 and verse 21, and it reads like this. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. So this tree died, and it died fast. And, and Jesus has this incredible object lesson for his disciples. Now there's a dead fig tree because Jesus said, nobody eat fruit from you ever again. So the next verse in most translations read this, this way. Jesus says in verse 22, have faith in God. And we have to ask ourselves, how is he saying this? What does he mean by it? Because is Jesus saying, guys, I'm God, I can do anything? Come on now, did you expect it not to listen to me? I'm God. And, and, and is that what this was all about? I agree, he is God, and that tree had to listen to him. I believe that. But is that what he's saying to the disciples right now? And when we begin to read the next verses, you know that's not what he was talking about. Jesus was telling them something totally different. And I love the way some different Greek scholars bring it out. So I'll read three translations to you to help you see it. Mark eleven twenty two 22 reads like this. And Jesus answering said to them, have God's faith. I like that. That's the basic English translation. Have God's faith. Now, you and I can't create universes. We, we can't. You know what? I'm sorry to tell you, but you can't even curse a fig tree. It's not going to work. But you can take promises that God's made to you, and you can speak to things. And you know what? We're not the Godhead. We're not God. We're not creating universes. But our faith can change things that are in our life. It can knock things out. It can bring things in. And Jesus is teaching a lesson on faith now that's absolutely spectacular. That woman with the issue of blood, her faith changed her fate. Her faith helped her escape normal, and she was made whole. And I want us to begin to use our faith at a higher level than we have ever done it before. Message Bible says it this way. Uh, Jesus was matter of fact. Embrace this God life. Really embrace it. And isn't the God life a life of faith? We receive them by faith, but then we walk by faith. And the God life is a faith life. And the God life is believing before we see. And my analytical mind is like, no, I want to see it, and then I'll believe it. And God's saying, no, see it in the Bible, but then believe it before you see it in your life, Joe. And, and, and it's that God life. And I love the fact, the message, which, which is a paraphrase, but I think they do a good job, embrace and guys, let's embrace this God life. And then verse 22 in Young's literal translation says this, and Jesus answering said to them, have faith of God. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a typo. Um, that's the literal Greek translation. Have faith of God. And we would just say have the faith of God. And I like the way Mr. Young, who was an, a language expert, I like the way he brought it out, guys. You and I can operate in faith like God does, not at the level, not beyond the boundaries of what's been promised, but this changes everything. And that's what Jesus is teaching. Now we know what he's saying. We know that this is what he means because the very next two verses. And take a look at verse 23. He says, I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, 
go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Lots in here. And, and, and you notice my heading. My heading is faith can move things out and into our lives by speaking or by saying. In other words, not praying, but saying. This is powerful. Jesus is standing next to this huge mountain. And, you know, in those days, they didn't have mountain moving equipment. So if there was a mountain, it stayed there. It, it, it dogged you your whole life. You either had to go up it, climb, or you had to go around it, but it wasn't going anywhere. And sometimes we have things like that in our lives that are big mountains. They're immovable objects. And Jesus is saying, you know what? If I made you a promise concerning that thing, you can speak to that thing and command it to go. So let's look at this verse. It's really powerful. He says, if anyone says, so we're speaking, and then notice this, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. That means we believe it, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. So notice how it's not done until we believe that what we say will happen. You have to believe that what you say will happen before it's done. When Jesus spoke to that fig tree, and I know he's God, the son, he believed it would die, so it, it died. It died. And he's saying to you and I now, we can take the promises of God and speak them. And he says, you need to believe that what you say will happen. And then he says, it will be done. It will happen. That's pretty exciting. Now, the woman with the internal bleeding problem, the story we've been looking at, can you see that that's what she did? This is what she did. She said, if I can touch just his clothes, I'll be made whole. She's, she's doing Mark eleven twenty three. She believed that, and when she touched him, it pulled life, and it pulled power out of Jesus, and it healed her. And I think this is one of the most powerful, incredible truths in the Bible. And I want to encourage us in some different ways to begin to use this in our everyday lives because this is really, really, really awesome. So do you remember when Jesus was tempted of the devil in the wilderness? And he went into the wilderness 40 days, 40 nights, fasted, just water. The devil came to him and tempted him in three ways. And what did Jesus do each time? He said, it is written. And he spoke the word at him. And what did the enemy do? He fled. Didn't flee the first time, but he fled after three times. And Jesus is doing there exactly what this verse is saying. He knew what the Bible said. He saw something in his life that didn't belong there, and he spoke to it and commanded it to go. And, and I've noticed this in helping myself and helping other people. Sometimes when we're tempted, we think that we sinned, and we didn't. That's just temptation. And sometimes we're so fearful that we give in to it because we think we failed. And, and what if Jesus would have done that? You know, the Bible says he never sinned, but he was tempted in all ways as, as of us. So temptation's not a sin. Temptation is that thought coming at you to do something wrong. And, and how did Jesus fight it? He used faith. He said it's written. And you and I, as we go through life and different temptations to sin and different thoughts come into us to worry or whatever it might be, we, we can do the same thing Jesus said. If I were teaching Ephesians chapter 6, I'd say swing your sword at it. Speak the word at it, man. Command it to go in the name of Jesus. Jesus did this, but guess what else he did? Peter's mother-in-law was sick, and you know he loved her 
really a lot because he brought Jesus to her. You know, if he didn't love her, he would have never let Jesus get by near her. So he loved her a lot. And, and he brought Jesus. And, and Jesus, the Bible says, she had this really bad fever. He laid his hand on her and he rebuked the fever. What does that mean? He said, fever, I command you to go. And the fever left. And there are times in our lives where you and I can speak to things that don't belong in our bodies. We can speak to things that are in our kids' life. We can speak over our kids. And we're releasing faith. And I try to do that all the time in my life. And you know what? Uh, sometimes if I'm dealing with a sickness, I'll speak to it. But I'll also take some medicine. <laughs> I don't believe that's disagreeing with anything. I believe that when I spoke, my words worked, but I'm going to get rid of some of the symptoms. I go to doctors, and it's, I'm, I'm always quick to say that because I don't want people walking away thinking something different from this because faith can be released in every single area of our life. And I want you to walk out of here tonight, man, releasing your faith and believing that what you said is going to happen before you see it with these eyes. This is a remarkable principle in the Bible. So here's another cool story, and this happened a while ago, and I probably shared it over the years, but it's a cool principle to me, or cool event in my life. Uh, one day I noticed I had several growths on, on the bone on my lower leg, and it was my left leg, and, and if I touched him, it really hurt. And I told my wife, and she wanted me to go immediately to the doctor, and I said, give me a week, give me just a week, and then I'll go. You know how, guys, we will hesitate to go to the doctors. So I said, give me a week, and, 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 and I meditated on some scriptures. You know, the Bible says, by his stripes we are healed. It, it says, he carried our sickness and our disease, and he's the Lord that heals all of our diseases. So I, I, I believe that. So now that I believe it, what switch am I going to use? I could have prayed. I could have used different switches, but I have, to, I have to turn the switch on. So I decided I'm just going to speak to it. And I remember laying my hands on each of them, and I just put my finger on it, and I said, I curse you in the name of Jesus and command you to die. I curse you in the name of Jesus. And nothing happened at that moment. So I just, I went to bed thanking God. I got up the next day when I felt the pain. I thanked God. And two or three days passed, just like the guy I told you with the, the back, chronic back problems. Two or three days passed. And one day I noticed they were gone. They just, they disappeared. And, and I've watched that happen in people's lives. And I encourage you to release faith like that, it's a switch. And tonight we're going we're gonna to release faith. Some of you can do that, but tonight we're going to release faith by praying. And we're going to go to verse 24. Just check, check out what it says in verse 24. Mark eleven twenty-four says this, Therefore I tell you, this is Jesus, he just cursed the fig tree. Remember, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you receive it, and it will be yours. And as long as this is within the promises of God, you can pray and believe for things. Remember, I've quoted James every week. The Bible says, if any of you la lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives freely, does not hold back. So how many of us can agree God wants us to have wisdom? But it says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Let not that man think he'll receive anything from the Lord. So we need to turn the switch of faith on even asking for wisdom. Now notice this. He says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you receive it. There's the switch. Believe that you receive it. Faith believes it has it before it sees it. Believe that you receive it, and it will be yours. So it can't be yours till you believe you have it. You have to believe you have it when you pray. 
And next week I'll show you, what do you do if it doesn't come immediately? What do you do? And we're going to have a blast in, in, in going over those wonderful things next week. But this is just telling us how to pray. And you and I can pray and believe that God gave it to us when we prayed. And I'll show you what to do when it doesn't show up. And here's what I'll tell you tonight. And this is what I told that guy in the story, the opening story. I just told him, keep thanking God. Every time you think about it, thank God I was healed when I was prayed for. I received it when I was prayed for. And that's what he did. And several days later, his faith showed up or whatever. The healing showed up and he was healed. And who's not to say it's not dead at the roots the minute you pray or the second you pray. It just takes a while to show up. It takes a while for your eyes to see it. But when I begin to think of things like that, this, it gets me really excited. So I want to show you one more incredible thing in the Bible. And the first time I saw this, I, I, literally, I literally was so excited I screamed. And I was in private, but it excited me. And it's all about our story. So I want you to think about this. Thousands of people were there, and when she touched Jesus and was healed, he said, he said, who did it? And then she knelt before him and she told him the story. Remember she told him the story? <clears throat> so realize thousands of people are hearing her tell the story, and none of them received anything when they touched Jesus. But they heard her say what she said. And she said, Jesus, I just heard you were a healer, and I said, if I can just touch your clothes, I'll be made whole, and these people are hearing. Now, they didn't have Facebook. They didn't have Twitter. They didn't have, you know, digital media like we do today. Uh, so if, if they did, people would have been videoing it, and it, it'd be on Vine, it'd be on Facebook, and everybody would have said, look what happened. This woman got healed, and listen to what she said. They didn't have that going on, but I have learned, because I grew up without the digital, things spread like crazy, whether they're good or bad, they'll spread fast, even without digital media. And think about this small demographic that Jesus is ministering in. Think about thousands of people running out of there saying, this woman had an internal bleeding problem for all these years. She heard Jesus was a healer, and she said, if I could just touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. And she was whole. And you know what Jesus said? He confirmed it. He said, yeah, your faith made you whole. And so they start saying, you can get healed when you touch Jesus. If you touch his clothes, you can be healed. You touch his clothes, you can be healed. You touch his clothes, he can be healed. And it's amazing, from this point on in the Bible, everywhere Jesus went, they begged him to touch his clothes. It's the most amazing thing. That, that's not the only switch. Uh, you're not, you don't have to come up tonight and touch the elder's clothes, you know. Uh, you can if you want to, but uh, uh, be gentle with them. It's their clothes. But, but, but listen to Mark 6. Mark 6 happens after Mark 5. Verse 53, and it says, when they had crossed over, they landed in Gennesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. That's Jesus, that's Jesus. And so they ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. Isn't that cool? They, they heard he was a healer. They grabbed sick people from everywhere. And listen to this. And wherever he went into villages, towns, and countryside. This happened everywhere he went, God. Everywhere he went from the time after the woman with the internal bleeding. They placed the sick in the marketplaces and they begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him were healed. Everybody that touched him were healed. That's amazing. 
they heard about his switch. That's my ESPN uh, update. I, I didn't look, but I shut my sound off. I just heard it in my pocket, man. <laughs> I hope the Browns didn't fire their coach again. Uh, it's been there, what, four days? Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say any more. We, we were going to be spiritual now. Think, think of this, guys. Think of this. It's ama- this amazes me. They heard what switch she used, and now every village Jesus goes into, people say, let me touch your clothes. Everybody that touched him pulled power out like she did. But before her, thousands of people touched him and nothing happened. What happened here? They learned that there's a switch. They learned we have to make a connection point. And so they're all saying, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. And they believe it. And it's happening. And to me, faith is that simple. It's that simple. You know, when I give uh, here at the church or wherever I give to, I, I just always, when I give and then throughout the week, I just, I just release faith and I say, Father, I thank you that I give. And it's given back to me in a greater measure because you, you promised it. And I thank you, Lord, that I'm a blessed man. And Father, I thank you that the windows of heaven are open over me because I tithe, Lord. And you know what? Am, am, am I doing anything bad? No, I'm just, I'm just repeating what God has said. The Greek word for confession is homo legeo, and you know what it means to say the same thing as another. So I just like to find out what God said. God said, if you give, it will be given back to you. Luke 6, 38, good measure. Press. So I just walk around saying, I'm a giver. I sow seed, and it's given back to me. Now, guess what? That's a better way to live than to keep the switch off and say, I mean, where's God? When's God going to show up? Um, you know, I gave all my money away, and God, now I don't have any to live off of, whatever. No, release faith, and it changes everything. So you're sitting here, guys, tonight. And we talked about now for uh, several weeks that this is a night where we're going, to, we're going to pray. So I want you to begin to get ready for prayer. And you had all those scriptures to meditate on last week. So here's what we found out just on those scriptures that were on the PowerPoint. You could go on the website. We discovered that Jesus is the God that heals. He said, I'll heal all your diseases. We discovered that God supplies all of our needs. He wants to supply every need that we have. So you might have a need in your life financial. We discovered that Jesus, when we accepted him, that we died to sin and sin has no power over us. Maybe you're here tonight struggling with a sin, with an addiction. And you don't have to walk up here and say anything. You can just say, hey, I'm struggling with a sin, and I believe that when you pray for me, God will break the chains that this thing has in my life. That's how, that's how simple it is. You don't have to give details. And the elders that are up here, they're going to say, what, what can I pray for? You say, man, I've got this physical problem. And you don't even have to tell them exactly if you don't want people to know, but if you don't mind, you can say, hey, I'm dealing with this or that. And then they're going to pray over you. And here's what you want to do. Are you ready? You want to say, when I'm prayed for, when the elder prays for me, I will be made whole. And you want to walk out of here thanking God. Some of you may get it immediately because that happens sometimes. Some of you may not. And that doesn't really matter. Next week, I'll finish it up and talk about that. And I'm not even going to pray for people. Here's why. Are you ready? I'm going to sit right here and, and pray for you while you're being prayed for. But here's why I'm not going to pray. Guys, this isn't about a man. This is about God. This is about the promises of God. 
And this is about you releasing faith. So these elders are, are the switch, man. And just say, hey, when the elder prays for me, I'm going to receive my healing. I'm going to receive my need as being met. And you tell them what you need, and they're going to pray for you. And it's going to enable God to do these incredible things in your life. And I just want you to go home tonight just remembering the switch, man. Remembering that you believe it before you see it. And that changes everything. So I want you to get ready. Get ready. Some of you may say, I'm going to stay in my seat and pray, and that's cool too. We're going to have a wonderful worship song. But before I do that, I want to do one more prayer. So let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. And maybe you came in here tonight and you say, Pastor Joe, I haven't made that first connection with Jesus. And you know what? You can make that and still come up for prayer. This will not stop you from being prayed for. Say, I haven't made that connection with Jesus yet, and I need to accept him as my Savior. The Bible teaches everything in God is personal. It's you from your heart accepting Christ as your Savior. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Understand what I'm not asking. I'm not asking if you grew up in church. If you did, that's cool. I'm not asking if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult. If you were, that's cool. I'm not asking you if your name is on a membership in a church. If, if it is, that's okay. That's cool commitment to a church is good but you can do all those things and not know jesus here's what i'm asking you can you remember a day in your life from when your heart you prayed and you made it personal and you said jesus i believe that you're the savior i believe that you came to save my save me from my sins and i receive you as my savior because that's who the bible says jesus is that he's the way the truth and the life he's the way to the father that he died to set us free from our sins. And we talked about other faith things tonight, but that's the first step. That's where it all start, started for all of us. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I can't remember a day when I said that, but I'm ready today. Would you pray with me right now? Everyone else in the room, would you help them pray? Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I know I'm a sinner. I repent for all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior. I make you Lord of my life, and I make a decision tonight to follow you. Thank you for listening to the Connecting Place podcast. For more information about Believer's Church, visit believers.cc.